News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News. Now, over 30,000 people attended the country's hospital emergency departments in the last number of days, the highest ever on record. And the HSE has warned that the pressure on our health service is significant and that scheduled care is expected to once more be postponed this winter. And Stephen Mulvaney is the interim chief executive of the HSE and he joins us now. Stephen, this doesn't fill anyone with confidence that in advance uh, of, of any kind of a COVID surge, in advance of the flu season hitting us hard, that we're already talking talking about postponing, I suppose, elective or indeed planned care. Good morning, Kira. Um, for security, if you, if you don't mind, I might just um, express my thanks to all of the healthcare staff uh, and social care staff who over the last two and a half years have done Trojan work in getting us through both COVID and uh, the cyber attack. Absolutely. And, we, and we, we include in that our GP and the pharmacist colleagues, private hospitals, and importantly our Section 39 and Section 38 voluntary organisations. As you said, Kira, at the outset, our system is under significant pressure at the moment, which is a concern given the, given the time of year. And while we don't know uh, how much more pressure the system will be on as we go through the winter, it is always the case that pressure increases as we go through the winter months. So in, in relation to the, the waiting list piece, what we call the scheduled care side, just to reassure your listeners, we have improved waiting lists in the current year, not as much as we, we would like. That was partly impacted by COVID earlier in the year. But we are and we will continue to drive further improvements in what we accept are unacceptably long waiting lists for people trying to access uh, hospital and community services. And that will continue to year-end. It will continue after year-end. But again, we have to be realistic. There will most likely come a point early in the new year, as happens in, 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 uh, in many jurisdictions, where we will temporarily have to curtail some of our scheduled care okay. activity for a period, but we will get that back on track as early as possible and we will continue to improve waiting lists. Absolutely. Uh, and, I do, and, and I do year. want to talk to you about emergency departments in just a moment, but with that regard, with, with, with the postponement uh, of planned care or elective care, for as long as elective care or planned care has to compete with emergency admissions, which they currently do, it will always be bumped in times of pressure on the system. But part of Slauncher Care is one of the big thrusts of Slauncher Care was ring fencing elective care and protecting it from, from competing, as it were, for, for, for you know, airtime in, in the health service. That, that, you know, that was part of it. And we're no further along than we were. Well, just to be clear, Kira, it's it's not all scheduled care that will be curtailed. It will happen on some sites and for hopefully a very short period. And um, that's just in terms of managing the overall priorities and, and balancing risk. Absolutely, but, but, but small we, comfort we to those who are affected. Un- understood, uh, absolutely. And look, for every individual on those waiting lists, we know that uh, the, the wait is not um, something which uh, does anything but cause them anxiety and in some cases difficulty. Now, we have, as I said, in some areas we are, and I've already made progress in terms of separating out more the scheduled well, care. We were supposed to have elective care. hospitals. That was part of the Slauncher care. I mean, and we're going back how many years now? Is it five, six, six years now that, that this was the plan that there would be three new elective hospitals? We haven't even got planning out for any of them as yet, never mind a, 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 a sod turned on a site. Yeah, so uh, there, there is a plan for three new elective hospitals that is progressing. The sites for two of them, I believe, have been identified. But as you know, Kira, hospitals of any description are major capital projects, huge investments, which are complex and will take time. So we're not waiting for that. We are and have, as I said, made improvements in the waiting list, the size and particularly the length of time people are waiting 
uh, in the year to date and we will continue to do that. We're not waiting for elective uh, hospitals. True, but if we're waiting 20 years for three new hospitals, is it going to be 20 years of us talking about waiting lists? Well, well, well again, Kira, in fairness, I didn't say 20 years. Uh, the Slant Care Plan came out in 2017, the implementation plan a year or two later. We've had COVID since that's obviously had, had an impact and we're at site selection for the, those, those okay. hospitals. So we- it'll be a number of years. But again, we have already in various sites made progress such as in Tala in separating out okay. elective care yeah, from I'm, I'm the familiar with the clinic in Tala but, but, but mo- moving on to, to emergency departments emergency departments are often the, the first port of call for, for people engaging with the health service and we are now hearing things like 24 hours is kind of the normal wait for people in, in, in A&E's and, and reports like that particularly from our Midwestern hospital uh, situation what is going to be done to, to actually allow people, particularly very sick people or vulnerable people, move in a timely fashion through the emergency departments this winter? So firstly, 24 hours is not the norm. It does, it does happen. That's, that's a reality. And that's not acceptable. And it's certainly not acceptable to the staff nor the patients who, who experience those waits. So as, as you said, we're under pressure now and we expect the pressure to increase. What are we doing about it? Um, with the help of the Minister and Government, we're investing £160 million in this year's winter plan, which is part of an ongoing uh, investment over the last number of years. Okay. To, and know, how, will, how will that filter service. into emergency department wait times? So, to be clear, emergency departments and the congestion in emergency departments is a symptom, as you know, of a wider problem, mm-hmm. which means we have to improve access options before people uh, choose to go to emergency department, improve the flow through the hospital care pathways, and improve the opportunities for discharge. And we are investing in each of those areas. We're also working to help our hospitals make the best use of the extra 924 beds that have been delivered in the last 18 months so that we we allow people to have more options than just attending at ED. And, And again, to reassure your listeners, our emergency departments and the very skilled staff working there, they're there for you, for your family and for the wider community okay. when you may be experiencing a major health emergency and need Absolutely. a life-saving care. St- but Steve, we keep hearing p- hospitals announcing things like, unless you're very sick, please stay away and all of those kinds of things, which, which, which is, is dreadful for families trying to make that decision about it, maybe themselves or a loved one, whether they're sick enough to actually attend hospital when they are sick. Uh, in, to my recollection, it's something like 786 is the highest number of people on trolleys that we've had in any given day in this in this country uh, historically. Are we going to exceed that or will we will we see those kinds of figures again in our A&E system this year? As I said, it, it's uncertain, uh, Kira, as to the extent to which the pressure will increase. But again, just, just to say, um, our emergency department staff are very focused on providing life-saving care for those that really need it. Oh, I know. I think the, sta- and, the staff are not the issue. And if I could just finish, Kira, sorry, if I could just, if I could just finish... There are other options which we would encourage people to consider, including our local injury units, our GP error services, when they may not require emergency care. And the reason we would say that is because we want to make sure when you do need that emergency care, our emergency departments are best placed okay. to provide it for you. Uh, and there's plenty of advice available as to what the uh, other options are. Yeah, I can assure you it's not the, the staff in the emergency departments. I, I know many of them personally and I know the kind of pressure that they're under. Can I just ask you to comment on, on, on the Taoiseach's remarks earlier on in the week about the frightening wave of delayed cancer diagnoses that he, he has heard are coming down the line. Have we put anything in place to deal with this? So, look, I, I didn't hear the teacher's remarks, so I'm not going to comment specifically on them. But what I can say, OK, the, the best source of information for, on, on this for us all is the National Cancer Registry of Ireland's report 2021, which was published earlier on this year. So in terms of COVID, as you're referring to, it, it is clear 
international evidence is strong that less people were diagnosed with, co- with, ca- with cancer during COVID because people either postponed their doctor's visits, screening programs were paused, sure. or acute services. Yeah, were, no, I know the reasons, but but what, what's being done? So if I could, if I could just finish, so that means. The registry indicates something of the order of 10 to 14 percent of uh, cancers less than we would expect may have been diagnosed. They also make clear we don't yet know how this will impact on patient outcomes. So that's a worry, certainly. And we're mindful of that as we. Well, we can guess if it's delayed diagnosis, they're less likely to have a good prognosis from this. But, But I'm asking you what's being done to soup up cancer services. So what we're doing, and we've invested over 20 million in the last couple of years, we're trying to make sure that our rapid access clinics are able to meet their targets, that the skilled staff in those units are able to see people within the typical 14 days across those main uh, cancer areas. But again, just to provide some reassurance to your listeners, in that same report, which deals with the period 20 years up to 2019, the reality is survival rates are increasing. No, 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 and Stephen, I don't, I don't mean to labour the point, and you're exactly right, but, but that report is out of date now because of what has happened during the pandemic. I am asking you, in light of the remarks that the Taoiseach made about the health service, which I'm surprised you were unaware of because they were very widely reported, what is being done to soup up cancer services for a wave, a frightening wave, is to quote the Taoiseach, of delayed cancer diagnosis? What is being put in place to deal with it Again, going Karen, forward? Uh, yeah. No, again, I didn't say I was unaware of them. I said I hadn't heard them. And what, what we are doing is continuing to invest in, as I said, our rapid access clinics, in our overall cancer services. But again, the reality is our cancer specialists and their teams are providing better care. Our screening services are bringing uh, uh, survival rates up because we're providing better treatment and better detection levels. So, yes, it is a concern that cancers were uh, diagnosis was delayed during COVID and that's the situation across right. the world. Look, thank you for speaking to us this morning. We do appreciate it. That is Stephen Mulvaney, Interim Chief Executive of the HSE. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.